everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. I forgot to mention in the last episode that this week we're hitting the halfway point of season 17. That's how upset I was with uh, the Goth Kids episode. But yes, this is the halfway point of season 17. And this week, going to be touching on a couple of different topics, including puberty, Yo Gabba Gabba, and Miley Cyrus. Because the episode that I'm reviewing here this week is Taming Strange. And there's a lot that go that really is going into this episode, so let's dive into this week's episode Taming Strange. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired October 30th, 2013. So, again, we don't get our Halloween episode on or right at Halloween. Doesn't make any sense. So, the episode begins at the school where Mr. Mackey is in the class of our characters and he talks about how they have installed a brand new computer system called IntelliLink and the IntelliLink what it is supposed to do is you are able to send messages if you want to set up an appointment for Mr. Mackey or if you need to go to the nurse you can send them like a little thing telling, you know, telling the nurse, hey, this is what's going on with me. So while this is happening, his first defect of IntelliLink happens as we hear All Night Long by Lionel Richie play. And then as this is going on, um, one of the things that Mr. Mackey mentions is how kids are able to send messages to other students and staff. And an example of one is from Kyle's brother, Ike. Ike happens to draw a picture of Kyle with a penis and balls on his forehead. And Mr. Mackey's like, oh, you know, he drew a little bird. He, he drew a bird. And he's obviously not getting what's happening. So Kyle goes to his mom and he talks to her about how Kyle hasn't really been himself and she's trying to convince him she's trying to convince Kyle that Ike is growing up you know it's a part of life you grow up and he tries to go up and talk to Ike well Ike's uh, going a little different here because his voice has changed he's got pimples He's growing a mustache, and he seems to be really pissed off at Kyle for really no reason. So, Kyle, the next day, goes to Mr. Mackey. And Mr. Mackey's like, Oh, did you set up an appointment through IntelliLink? No, he didn't, and he just wants to talk. So, as Mr. Mackey is trying to set up this appointment, the curtain goes down in the room, the lights turn off, and the heat is on by Glenn Frey 
starts playing. Wow, 280 songs playing in the first five minutes. So, you know, the IntelliLink system is not working at all. It is not working at all. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So, Mr. Mackey finally has to have Kyle go and have this session in the bathroom. Where Mr. Mackey is using the bathroom. And, you know, he talks about, well, maybe, you know, because your brother is Canadian, maybe you should watch... Uh, you know, how Canadian puberty, you know, works. How it's like for Canadians. So, I have... I have with me a clip of a guide to Canadian puberty. Oh boy. This is... This is something. So all I got to remember is, you know, man farts on a woman's strange and a woman farts on or queefs on the man's head face and boom, a baby's born. No. Okay. So one of the things that Ike is really into before his puberty began is Yo Gabba Gabba. So Kyle and Ike, they watch Yo Gabba Gabba and Ike asks... Who would you bang? Who who would you have sex with from Yo Gabba Gabba? And basically it was either Fufa or Tootie. And Ike's like, dude, I would so bang Fufa. Like, I would totally bang Fufa. And this is getting Ike very concerned. 
or Kyle very concerned, pardon me. Meanwhile, back at the school, the IntelliLink system is not working at all, and Ike, or not Ike, Kyle, wants to go to the principal's office. All he wants to do is go to the principal's office and ask for a day off from school so he could take Ike to see Yo Gabba Gabba. Well, as the problem is going on, the IntelliLink helper comes and he's like, oh, okay, I can fix that, but I got to upgrade you to, uh, you know, uh, the silver package. And this just keeps going on and on. And, you know, eventually we see Kyle with Ike and he tells Ike that Principal Victoria wouldn't let him have the day off to take him to see Yo Gabba Gabba. And Ike is very mad. And he gets so mad he takes his shirt off and he's like, Why don't you kick me, Kyle? Why don't you kick me? Come on! You want to kick the baby? Why don't you kick the baby? So, eventually, they do go to see Yo Gabba Gabba in concert. And... It's what you would think. You know, it's a little kid show. It's the parents are there and Yo Gabba Gabba. So let me let me talk about Yo Gabba Gabba. Because my nephews kind of watched this show when it was on. They weren't like super into it like other shows, but they were into the show. So the whole thing of Yo Gabba Gabba is there's a guy named DJ Lance Rock and there are five different toys that that's what they're called are toys Muno who's a cyclops he's red Fufa who's a pink flower bubble Broby a green broccoli bee monster Tootie a blue cat dragon and Plex a yellow robot and they do all these different sketches and songs and all that. And, and, you know, it's an educational show. And this would be on Nickelodeon and it would be on Nick Jr. So the first episode premiered on August 20th, 2007. And its original run ended on November 12th, 2015. So it had an eight-year run, which is... Very impressive. Now, on September 10th, 2001, Wild Brain announced that the series would be revived for 20 new episodes, which would be produced uh, between Wild Brain and Yo Gabba Gabba LLC, which owns the brand Yo Gabba Gabba. The new episodes will premiere on Apple TV+, Plus, which also acquired the previous episodes and specials for its service. Now, they had many different guests on this show. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you know, you got some names here from the musical, you know, from the music world, from the entertainment world. You have Anne Heche, uh, Solange Knowles, Beyonce's sister, Jimmy Eat World, The Killers, My Chemical Romance, The Roots, Paul Williams, Maya, Weird Al Yankovic, Erica Badu, Jack Black, Layla Ali, Bill Hader, Elijah Wood, Tony Hawk, Andy Samberg, Jason Bateman, just to name a few. So, and this was a very 
popular show. This was very successful, and you know they were in a Super Bowl commercial. I do remember that uh, the Cyclops was the one that was in a Super Bowl commercial. So this was a very popular kids show. So they get to a point in this concert where they let certain kids come up and it is Plex who's, you know, he he's the one that's doing it cuz, you know, he's talking like this. So this one kid comes up and he's like, I'm going to jump. And he jumps. And, you know, he's like, yay. So Ike leaves his seat. And he manages to get on stage. And they're like, what are you going to do, Ike? And he's like, I'm going to tame Strange on Fufa. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's see what you're doing. And he basically has sex with Fufa and everyone is just freaking out. They're like, Oh my God. Oh, please. No, stop it. Please don't do this. So they go backstage. Ike has chewing tobacco with him. And you know, the, I, Kyle apologizes for this and how Ike's going through puberty. And basically you're saying, look, this is a kid's show. You gotta be, you know, we're doing this show for kids. Well, Fufa, she's starting to have second thoughts. She's like, why are we doing this for kids? Why don't we, you know, do this show with adults? You know, why can't we go beyond being kids? So, because of this, Fufa leaves Yo Gabba Gabba. And we find out that Ike is her manager. And we find out through the E! Network and E! News because why in the world would anyone watch E! News? That's what they said. So we see we see Ike with Fufa and the doorbell rings. And it's the rest of the gang from Yo Gabba Gabba. And they try to convince Fufa not to to perform at the MTV Video Awards. And they try so hard that they get Sinead O'Connor here. Alright, I'm trying to think. What was Sinead O'Connor doing in 2013? She hasn't really been that relevant at this point. Uh... She didn't have an album come out in 2013. She really, it was just, a, I think it was just a random pick of, hey, why don't we have Sinead O'Connor on? You know, because people will remember when she ripped up the picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live 20 years ago. So then they sing a song of how. She shouldn't do the show, shouldn't show her strange. Meanwhile, the head of the Canadian healthcare system is having problems. And he's got a friend that's helping him. Or a guy, sorry. And it's like, I just can't figure this out. You know, this is just getting to me. I, you know, I want to do something, but I just can't. 
Meanwhile, the staff have a meeting with Mr. Mackey about the IntelliLink and how the IntelliLink is just getting absolutely ridiculous. He has spent $22,000 on this IntelliLink system and how it doesn't even work. So, Mr. Mackey hires his lady to help with the IntelliLink system only to fire her. And then he talks about how he could upgrade to IntelliLink Gold. And the gym teacher gets in and is like, Mr. Mackey, this is just not working. And Mr. Mackey does air quotes about how his wife was killed in a driving accident. Okay. So, now, Kyle gets this call from the head of the Canadian health system. And basically, Kyle puts two and two together. Ike got the wrong medicine. Ike got the wrong medicine. So Kyle goes to Canada, has a talk with the Minister of Health, and says, look, he is just totally different. It's just messing him up. And the guy is trying to fix it, but, you know, he's on IntelliLink as well. <clears throat> and how, you know, he was supposed to get laxatives instead of these hormones. So the laxatives went to somebody up in the Northeast. And, well, it's just not anybody. Because the laxatives ended up going to Tom Brady. And we see a clip of Tom Brady in a football game. This is when he was still with the Patriots. And he craps his pants. It is a funny scene if you hate Tom Brady. It's just very funny. So then, the minister, he figures out, my God, it's IntelliLink. That's what's been controlling me. That's what's been taking over me. And they basically you know, try to fix the problem. Meanwhile, at the school, the heat is on, is playing again, and the sprinklers are going off, the fire alarms are going off. It's just getting absolutely crazy. And Mr. Backy's like, please do something. And the IntelliLink guy's like, okay, well, I can upgrade you to the Platinum. No, 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 I want to get it done. I want to get it rid of. And he's like, well, you can upgrade to the Centurion package. Okay, what's the Centurion package? The Centurion package is we remove every single thing, every system from the school, we put it in a box, and we put it in a fire, and we just basically destroy it. So Mr. Mackey's like, okay, we'll do it. So the guy takes everything out, burns it, and he's like, oh, thank you for choosing IntelliLink. And then the guy shoots himself. Now we go to the MTV Video Music Awards, and Fufa is about to perform. She's about to perform. When Ike and the rest of Yo Gabba Gabba, minus Sinead O'Connor, comes up. They try to prevent it. Kyle has this talk with Ike, and he's like, I, I want to be here with you. I want to stand by you. When I'm 50 and you're 45, 
You're always going to be my little brother. You're going to stay with me no matter what. You know, we're going to do this together. And Ike realizes, all right, you know what? Rebellion may be part of growing up, but I'd want to be with you. And then they try to convince Fufa to stop her performance. And she has this outfit on where like the breast cones are coming out. And there's like a hole where her strange is. And she performs this song called Pound My Sweet Strange. So after that, the minister makes up with his wife. Kyle wakes up and he hears the laughter of a child. It's Ike. Ike is back to normal. And, you know, they go downstairs. They turn the TV on. It's Dora the Explorer. And, you know, it's all back to normal. Except that Ike, and these are his words, wants to pound that hot Puerto Rican strange, meaning Dora the Explorer. And that is the end of Taming Strange. Now, before I get into my thoughts on this episode, I do want to talk about something that they made fun of. And I, I didn't talk about it in the beginning because I wanted to talk about it more. They were making fun of Miley Cyrus. This was obvious. Like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, yep, they're going after Miley Cyrus. They were making fun of the performance at that year's Video Music Awards where Miley Cyrus was performing with Robin Thicke. And during the performance, during the performance, Miley Cyrus twerks on Robin Thicke. And it gets so weird because, you know, the belief is that one instant is what caused Robin Thicke and his wife to get a divorce. I didn't see this when it happened. When, when this happened. I did not see it when it happened. But I do remember the reaction on Facebook that night and how people were like, Oh my God. And it was, it was just all over the place. So I want to read a couple things about what happened as far as on Miley Cyrus's end, what happened with that performance. Critics, first off, panned the performance while fans and celebrities were shocked. Parents expressed outrage over the performance. An article published in The Hollywood Reporter described the performance as crass and reminiscent of a bad acid trip. The performance was described, was described by XXL critic B.J. Steiner as a train wreck in the classic sense of the word as the audience reaction seemed to be a mix of confusion, dismay, and horror in a cocktail of embarrassment. While the BBC said Cyrus stole the show with a raunchy performance. Katie Kroll of Rolling Stone magazine wrote in 2014, 
There were dancing teddy bears, an overused foam finger. Oh, yeah, how can I forget the foam finger? An unflattering flesh-colored bikini, some very obvious groping and twerking, lots and lots of twerking. For lack of a better term, it was a hot mess. A Telegraph article described Cyrus's actions as her going into overdrive trying to kill off her Disney millstone, Hannah Montana. And boy, did it. Because the performance prompted Disney to pull the reruns of Hannah Montana from the Disney Channel. Also, Toys R Us discontinued all Hannah Montana toys from its stores. This incident generated 306,000 tweets per minute on Twitter. Cyrus's performance resulted in a gain of over 213,000 followers on Twitter, 226,000 likes on Facebook, and 90,000 downloads of her new single, Wrecking Ball, within days of the controversial performance. This amounted to a total of 112% increase in Cyrus's social media activity. The performance topped Twitter during the East Coast telecast, with Timberlake behind with 219,000 tweets per minute at its peak. The most mentioned performers on Twitter that night were Cyrus at 4.5 million, Timberlake at 2.9 million, and Lady Gaga at 1.9 million. Now, I want to go back and talk about the other individual that was involved in this, Robin Thicke. Because, at the time, he was married to Paula Patton. And, you know, we could say what we want, but I think what happened kind of led. It didn't really lead to, but it kind of led to the beginning of what would be the of the divorce between the two. They had been together for 21 years. They, I want to say, yeah, they were together for 21 years, married for nine years. Uh, Patton filed for divorce in October of 2014, and it was finalized in March 2015. Um... Afterwards of this performance, Cyrus said that Thicke had explicitly asked her to be as naked as possible during the performance. According to the same source, Thicke was angry with Cyrus for going too far during the VMAs and that he thought the Wrecking Ball songstress had hijacked the performance. I'm, I'm going to say this. I honestly thought at that time, the way Miley Cyrus was going, I thought she was going to be dead. I really did. And, you know, she's managed to get herself together, but she is so past the goody-goody two-shoe, you know, Hannah Montana character. It's obvious of that. And it's like she just has this different image, and now she's into, oh... I, I want to do classic rock songs. You know, I, I'm going to play, I'm going to sing classic rock songs and country songs with my godmother, Dolly Parton. You know, I'm I, I going to do that. that that's what I'm going to do. 
because she did uh, she's done some I'm, I'm trying to find you know the the record that she's done this um but no she's performed songs from other bands and she's made them popular to a degree but i wouldn't really listen to them honestly because i'm not a big miley cyrus fan and for me if i had a kid if i had a daughter after seeing that or hearing about it i would have been very concerned and i would have been like maybe we just stay away from miley cyrus for a while you know maybe we'll come back you know if she ever got better which i think she did i can't really say for certain but you know it's like oh okay but you know it is what it is she's 30 years old and you know I'll, i'll say this if she lives a good long life i'll be very happy for her but you know, at that time, a lot of people were very concerned for her. And honestly, they have every right to be very concerned. And it's like, whew. All right, so as far as this episode goes, I actually enjoyed this episode. I haven't seen it in a long time. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I would say, because we are at the halfway point, this is my second favorite episode of the year. World War Zimmerman is is still my favorite episode at this point in time. But I got to give it a high score. I'm going to give this a 9. This gets a 9 for me. I really enjoyed the episode. It was really, really good. The jokes were spot on. It was just fantastic. A couple of production notes. Trey Parker and Matt Stone called this episode one of their favorites from season 17, mainly because it contains a large amount of the Canadian humor that has been featured prominently throughout the show's history, an example of which is the character Fancy Fwend, so called in the script but only identified as the Canadian health minister's friend in the episode itself. Parker and Stone had such affection for the character that they tried to feature him in subsequent episodes and considered making an entire episode devoted to the character. Well, that hasn't happened. Parker and Stone reveal on the commentary on the DVD for this episode that IntelliLink was originally only directly spoofing Crestron, a real product identical to IntelliLink, that Parker and Stone had experienced problems with in the past. They were glad that they could spoof Obamacare as well because they thought not a lot of people would know what Crestron actually was, calling it a rich people problem. And much time was spent during the production cycle by Matt Stone and Bill Hader educating Trey Parker about Yo Gabba Gabba because, well, Parker had little knowledge on the subject. Max Nicholson of IGN saw the episode as part of a pattern of recent episodes that start off with a, long, with a strong concept, but which do not yield successful results throughout the rest of the episode, referencing the Ike Puberty and Canadian Board of Health storylines specifically. While Nicholson thought that some of the gags were funny, he thought that overall there were fewer of them. 
Nicholson thought the use of Yo Gabba Gabba to comment on Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball video and her performance at the Video Music Awards served little purpose in the episode and that, and that the commentary on Obamacare at the end of the episode felt like an afterthought. Marcus Gilmer of the AV Club awarded the episode a B-, summarizing his review with, Despite some good laughs, it wastes a great premise by trying to do so much. Sometimes it's okay to just slim it down and let the jokes fly. Sometimes it's okay to leave the real world out of it. The show has always done just fine staying within its own universe. Alright, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,000 people have ranked this episode and the average rating is a 7 out of 10. To break it in the demographic, or to break it down, 579 people have rated this episode a 7, 251 people have rated this a 10, 150 people have rated it a 9, that's the score I'm going to give it this week, and 53 people rated it a 1. To break it into demographics, the average rating for males is a 7, with its highest demographic being in both 18 to 29 and 30 to 44, where they both average a 7 rating. The under 18 category has an average rating of an 8.5, but only 4 people have rated it, so I'm not going to count it. For females, the average rating is a 6.8, with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 category, with an average rating of a 7.2. Alright, uh, we only have a couple of user reviews here, not a lot, so let's get into the reviews. The first review is from... Let's Okay, let's do... Ryan Fitzgerald-88620, who wrote, Just a classic episode, full of laughs, and finally someone made fun of that awful show, Yo Gabba Gabba. The other review is from C39424F, who wrote, This episode has absolutely no right to be as funny as it is. Whenever South Park invokes its take on Canada in an episode, it absolutely kills me. And this episode was no different. Weirdly enough, the main plotline is probably the least funny, as Mr. Mackey and the Canadian health minister in particular totally stealed the show. You know, I think it's one of those weird episodes where they have three subplots. The main plot is Kyle and Ike, and then you got Mr. Mackey and the IntelliLink, and then you have the Canadian minister of health. So they've got like three storylines going on in one episode. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97 and join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they pop up, future South Park episodes. Next time around, Carmen does another prank. But does this prank actually lead to something good? Because the next episode is Ginger Cow. That is next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll talk to you all next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.